0: All uh-huh. right. Episode of the voice party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by
1: some of the most experienced and skilled in the bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Mm-hmm.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the voice party. This is JD, and we're about to start this episode off with a very special piece by my good friend Dante Clark.
1: Life sings me sweet songs I would love to dance but I'm afraid of my feet uh, being born black bearing blues by brothers buried beneath bridges huh. Burn bodies belittled before becoming better beyond broken but believing because brotherhood build beautiful bonds, bypassing bullies, brute billy bats, beating blacks, backbone breaking, burdened by balancing books, bullets, bricks, bearing blocks, blown by bombs, billowing blues, billy blue before, back bust boy, cotton brung benefits be barely breathing, between blitz, brought by Babylonians, baphomists, biopics be biopics be biopics be blackberries bent below bulky branches, bruh, life, hmm. Sings me sweet songs. I would love to dance, but I'm afraid of my feet. Nah, life is a sweet song. So each move's a dance to loose the bands from my feet. Don. Uh, nah. <laughs> that,
0: that was great, man. I, I, I like. That you went with nothing but bees for a minute there, is I caught that. That was like I was like, oh shoot, I, and it,
2: I I don't know how I caught it, but I, you could you could have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing yeah. alliteration. It, it's crazy. I'm often explaining what alliteration is to students, and I know for a lot of them it's kind of foreign because they explain it to the listeners. Oh, because yeah. Oh, oh no, definitely. So alliteration in poetry, or really in, in any form of You know, literature is when you take a bunch of words strung together in a sentence or a phrase and they have the same beginning sound or letter stan lee used to do this all the time he'd be like uh the mary marvel marching society right or mm. or in the comic but my favorite example superhero names bruce banner reed richards peter parker you know and then the lovely piece that tante clark just laid down for us uh,
0: right on thank you for
2: doing that here for
0: that. I, it's, it's yeah i always appreciate when someone does their thing on the you know here with us um you got a lot of stuff going on, man, and 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 uh, every time I look and see what you're up to, it's like something, something new and different mm. from what you were just doing. And it's like, th- th- take a, do you ever take a break?
1: <laughs> man, I kind of feel like I break all the time. Yeah. But then it be kind of like, in the midst of doing a lot too. Yeah. If you, I mean, that kind of like is a contradiction. Yeah. I say like, when I'm doing something, um. It seems like I'm working all the time, hmm. Hmm. but I'm not really. It's just when I'm into that when thing, you're in doing it's it, like, yeah. boom. And it's just totally different from when the last time someone saw me publicly. Yeah. It's like, see. oh, man, you just put out a book. And then it's like, oh, I just saw that you got a commercial coming off of this thing. And it's like, well, I did that, you know, six, seven, eight months ago. Oh uh, yeah, You're just now seeing you're it. You're just now seeing and it. And in that downtime... I started working on this book that just so happened to come out first. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be like, to the public eye, it seemed like, ah oh, man, is it? But they do have them pockets. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's like certain.
0: kind of intertwine with each yeah. other. Yeah. When
1: it seemed like it's just, it, I am just back to back different requests because I rarely say no, so that's that's mostly my fault. It'd be like, you know what I mean?
0: Hey, but we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. everyone,
1: you say yes to, we appreciate
0: it. Exactly. For yeah, right. man. Um, because. Like, like, we talked about this last time. I I, I thought, like, at one point, you're going to be taken off to Hollywood. And, you know, like, mm. you know, which I'm sure that's come up a lot. People mm. want, you know, hey, when, get him on your, you know, try to do something with him. Because I'm sure you're going to be doing, you know, big movies soon in Hollywood. And we won't see you again. But mm. I know you, you said before that that's not the case with you. Nah. And, uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure you will be doing that. But you also... Kind of have this home uh, field advantage that you, you definitely like you know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you are loyal to the soil exactly mm. yeah and man. we appreciate it and man. and it's an it's an inspiration to see that you know like as a creator you know like look, look that's a good example that that you can that you set for a lot of the creatives in the area mm. and it's important man like we're watching you mm. know that's right man. yeah
1: that's that's beautiful in itself because oftentimes dude, You know as a creator you can be in your own world trying to do your own thing and you don't realize that it's people watching your process yeah Mm you thinking that they're waiting for the product but they're really just like i want to see the process i want to see where he go what he do or what 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 happened, what made that thing and then when the thing happens and then it's like now i want to see okay i watched him he did the thing that he Mm -hmm. said he was going to do and then he how do we respond afterwards? Because now we see that as big, but I wanted to see if this person sees that what they just did was big, yeah. and do their head get big? And then it's like, for me, I go back into the creative process, and it's like, oh, I didn't even know that you was watching. <laughs> I,
2: I, I think that's true with like all creators, you know, no matter what industry or what what lane you're in, you know, where there are people are looking at the 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 process and looking at like. What happens in between A and B, especially with hmm. writers, uh, people who are uh, crafting songs and 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 poems, because the, they come from a, a personal place, you know, like very deep inside. You know, yeah. l- like I think the difference between, like we'll say, uh, like an average actor and a rapper, for example, in the way that people would get into their personal lives. You know what I mean? People are into the actor's personal life because he's famous, but people get into, like, let's say Kanye West because those, his personal life, because those creative outbursts, those songs come from, like, it's like, okay, what fed this song? Oh, oh, the divorce fed this song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we know that he's gonna come out with something after the Kim Kardashian divorce that's gonna be inspired by this and it's probably gonna be fire Because mm. the last time he had a heartbreak it was 808s and heartbreak, and it kinda changed the industry a little bit mm. you know what I mean so there's a, there's a kind of investment because people have an understanding that your artwork reflects you to a degree you know your outlook whether it's your outlook on life your outlook on the world or whether it's what you're personally going through so it's like the in between feeds into that final product so of course they're going to be interested in the process
1: and i think i want to start showing more of my process because i don't i don't feel like people really understand or appreciate or know what my process is it's just like i've seen you do this thing and then i look up you did another thing but no one really
0: it it just looks like you're doing the projects and no one knows what it's like in between
1: yeah Mm -hmm. it's like we had a
0: guy here earlier sitting in he listens to the show and you know, since day one and he sat and he saw how much little stuff we go through in between. And if, if I'm sure, uh, for you, like this is your second book just came out.
1: Right.
0: The time that you're writing it, like do you, I mean, I'm sure you try to avoid distractions, whatever that means with family. And, and that's one of those things people don't think of because you kind of have to go in your bubble. I'm sure to, to, to be creative sometimes and to, to finesse, uh, like like those guys that make the sword, just hammer away the mm. <laughs> the blade until mm. it's, you know, the final product.
1: You got to find peace within the chaos. Because as a creator, it's like part of me, I have to separate myself yeah. so I can just, boom, yeah. be in a zone. But another part is like you got to be strong enough to go within the chaos because that's where a lot of the material is in the chaos it's in the chaos yeah. it's, it's around Grab it it's, a, little, it's, yeah. it's around the drunk uncle yeah. or auntie cussing somebody out yeah. and you sitting there watching like dang boom yeah. all of those thoughts I'm finna just write this down I gotta now I don't have to think so much to what should I write about I'm finna just describe what this situation is what and it just, feels like boom cause I'm, I'm feel it in the moment yeah. When you when I separate myself I have to now think back I have to now go into a meditative, hmm, what part of my life do I want to share? Now I have to dig through a lot of stuff and try to remember and pull but when you are in the chaos, it's like boom this brought up the past. Yeah. Because it's this thing you just did that just reminded me of when I was seven years old. So I got to capture this moment in back then and it's fresh right now. So the emotions is like, ah. So it's like it's kind of like both. You got to take time to be around family to find those beautiful moments that make you smile and just be like oh while they was arguing I noticed a butterfly <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. it's like you gotta just find those moments to boom and then you gotta know when to separate yourself to then it's like alright I gotta really focus and that's what this book would really feel like yeah. you know what I mean or any any of my writing process is like gotta be around it but then I gotta separate to just like you said sharpen this up to you feel me? Be able to deliver it.
0: Because you, you, there's a way you want it to be. It's going to be on there forever. You can't take it back and rewrite it and like, nope. That's got to be like uh, mm-hmm. like we talked about with film, you know, with Amir. Like it's got to be. Sometimes you wish you, I don't know if you feel that where you kind of want to go back and I want to rewrite this but it's already there. Yeah. Does that ever mess with you? <clears throat> After you put out <clears throat> something like, hmm, or
1: every time every time every time i've written something or or performed something i look back and be like "Mm, i don't like that Mm -hmm. i always find some area that makes me cringe and be like all right how could i be mindful of that moving forward not to do that or if that's just a a quirk about a quirk about me yeah what i mean it's like all right that's just you you just goofy like that so you just got to figure out a way to embrace it and not you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, cringe at it that may be the thing about you that you may feel uncomfortable with but everyone else is attracted to that and they think that you are comfortable with that and it's like no I hate that I did that (laughs) but that would probably was the thing that made the performance or the way that I speak to someone be like man it's something you know what I mean it's that thing that you are critiquing yourself about that other people are like
0: is a masterpiece and so
1: that but you, it takes you putting yourself out there to realize that, that, nah, that, that's what it is. You can redo it in another, like, that just marks your progress right there. You got to set those marks and they be like, all right, this is where I was at. Where would I be in six months from now if I keep trying?
0: And you just got to keep working at it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah.
2: Because, go ahead. Well, you know, out of curiosity, For young writers at home, and for students who may be either struggling with or just not realizing they have a gift with the pen and the pencil, how many drafts would you say you do like per poem? Do you just write? Do you find yourself writing perfection first time out, or do you go back over it and be like, "All right, let me tighten this up. Let me change this out,"
1: you know? It depends on what I'm writing for. If I'm writing for like an event. Um, I'm writing for perfection. If it's like, hey, can you perform at this thing? Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to nail this because I look at it like this is going to be the thing that can per- put me in a particular position, you know what I mean, whether that's like solidifying myself as a writer, solidifying myself as a performer. It may be somebody in the audience who've never heard of you. They don't know all of the great things you may have done. Yeah. This is going to be what they see you as. So it's like in them type of situations, it's like, oh, I'm trying to write something i ain't never said before or in a way that i ain't never heard it said um when i'm writing for like a book i'm a little bit more relaxed it's like all right you know if i want to do 300 pages every single poem don't have to be the grand masterpiece it's a collection so mm-hmm. how can i write something that covers different perspectives or emotions that feed into the collective but as a like you know on a stage you got three minutes so I'm trying to make every single word, every line hit. But in a book, it's like, boom, there's five lines. How can I you know, say something slick real quick in five lines? Then another one, is like, all right, how can I do an alliteration piece with just all Bs? I'm challenging myself like that. Like, all right, this don't have to be perfect. I've never heard a poem with just straight, every word begins with one letter, no in-between words. It's just straight B. I've never heard that. Yeah. It's probably been done, but I'm saying for me, mm. if it has been done, I want to be another one of those names. It's like only 13 people I've ever did this. it. Dante <laughs> is one of them, and I, I like Dante's version, <laughs> number five out of it. You <laughs> know what I mean? It's like I, I, that's how I challenge myself for that perfection.
0: I saw, I, I see that in in your in the was it called stanzas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your your style of poetry, um, I would call it like. Uh, the jazz of communication of verbal mm-hmm. communication
1: because mm-hmm.
0: there's some stuff that you'd write that I've never really seen before like mm. you said you know and and uh yeah it, it, I just you know I i I don't know I like you just said like you don't see some of those like just be yeah stuff like I mean maybe I I, I don't I haven't uh, gotten into poetry as much but to me that's just like you know how jazz like a lot of people don't understand yeah. it
2: like oh, I've never heard this before that's how I feel with your poetry mm. most deaf I mean the only thing I could really uh, akin it to and it's not even a, it's not a poem it's a, it's a rap song by uh, Pat Poose probably his most famous one his breakout record was Alphabetical Slaughter mm. where he just takes a letter um, and then like he goes from a all the way to z and i think it was like a two-part record so part one and makes it to midway to the alphabet like to number thirteen and then the other half and he's like uh... Avalanche, and acid uh, and it's just all a- rhyming a words and then it's like and then you got uh... was it uh... dj uh... Um, DJ K Slay shouting letters at him. Now do B, and then he goes brainstorming, and, and ban- banishing. Ban-. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, you know. But that's like the the closest thing I've ever heard to, heard in like, you know, rhyme form compared to
1: that. Yeah, you yeah, know, he's pretty ill. And I wanted to, like, alright anybody could just throw a bunch of like words that sound. Or had the same yeah. letter. I'm like, I want them. I want mines to be all Bs and tell a story, so you won't even catch it mm. until like the third line. Yeah, being born black, bearing blues by brothers buried beneath bridges, burned bodies belittled before becoming better, beyond broken but believing because brotherhood build beautiful bonds, bypassing bullies, brute Billy bats beating black's backbone, breaking burden by balancing books, bullets bricks bearing blocks blown by bombs, billowing blues Billy blue before but boy cotton brunk benefits be barely breathing. It's a story. Oh yeah, no, I heard it. It's like it, a yeah. complete thought. So I'm like, like anybody could just yeah. write a bunch of right. I want to say it in a way to where it can be said in a conversation to where a person be like, hold on, what?
0: Did you just use all bees? <laughs> yeah, you told but a you, dope but story. But it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> using all
1: bees. How long does that take to construct?
0: Um, for you, like an example, like like that. Like how long does that take?
1: That took me probably like the beginning part. Like two minutes. Dang. Not even that. It was like a thought.
0: Yeah.
1: I was I performed at this, at this event in San Francisco. And, you know, they have photographers take pictures and they send it to you afterwards. And it was a sea of people, all white people mostly. Mm. And then it was me performing in the midst. I was walking through the crowd. And I was looking at this shot of me with my hair flowing, hair wrapped with all of these people. And I'm like, dang. So as I'm finna post this picture on Instagram, I'm thinking of a caption. Sometimes I try to say a quote or, you know, write a poem real quick. I was challenging myself, like, make your caption a poem or a, a slick word or a line or something. So I was just like, man, being born black, bearing blues by Brothers Berry. That was the caption. And I was like, that sounds crazy. So I typed it, but being born black, bearing blues by Brothers Berry, that was the caption. Then I was like, I want to see if I can turn this into a poem and then it turns into like a strategic, how can you continue this, but keep it a story. So now I'm trying to think of what it is you want to say. So it probably take to write that full piece. I wrote half of it for the first book, No Freedom. Being born black, bearing blues by brothers, buried beneath bridges, burned bodies, belittled before becoming better, beyond broken but believing. That was the first poem. After I published it, I was like, nah, I want to go longer. That ain't enough. So then I wrote longer, and then I put it in my second book. You know what I mean? Dang. I went from there. So then that process is like anywhere from a single thought, go with it, to two hours, add eight more words, and then a few months later to be like, nah, I want to add a whole another 16 more words. You feel me? So it just depends on how perfect or what you're aiming for. If I wanted to, can go back and find some more thoughts and words and Bs and go on to it. But then instead, if you read the book, I went on to another alphabet. Like, nah, I want to see if I can do a T-poem. Um, I want to see if I can do a P-poem. You got a C-poem in there, too. I got a C-poem C in, in, in there. I actually wrote a D-poem and I had an, another one, but I just didn't, I didn't finish it. Okay. I had an A one, next too. Book. It was like, all African Americans ain't African. Mm. <laughs> and then that's that's how that's how I start. It's yeah. like a thought that comes in my head, like, all African Americans ain't African. That's true. And all Americans ain't Aborigine. And then I was like, Ooh. Let me see how... And I wrote that, but I didn't like it as much. You feel me? It was like, nah, I may may use it, I may not. But you feel me?
0: Just You have the thought there that you can sit on and go back to.
1: Boom, the thought come, like, all African Americans ain't African. Then it's like, ooh, what? That's going to make people... What? And all Americans ain't Aborigine. Mm -hmm. What? Then boom, 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 boom. And then my, my idea was like, do that one, then go into the... All African-Americans ain't African. All Americans ain't Aboriginal. da 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 Being born black, bearing blues by breath, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then go into like, ah, oh, Then See the that? C poem, and then the D, and then it's like, hold up. How many, you know what I mean? Just challenging myself to to tell a story using the alphabet that ain't just random B's and A's and C's. It's like That's I'm talking brilliant. to you. Well,
0: yeah. you just kind of broke down right now. I'm glad because we kind of just saw how you started off with the A's and then, mm-hmm. and then you went to the B's and then, you know, that kind of that kind of like structure building for your when people read the book or when they hopefully when they listen to this like you, you you get like deep into the brain of the guy who's writing this and I always I'm curious when like when I watch a film like man what, what made them think of this you know mm. and that's one of those things that like I, I think that's like my goal whenever I'm interviewing another creator like how did you come up with this you know hmm. what what brought these stories uh like what, what what inspired you to write this story and, and I know you mentioned some stuff about like the family but like um the last time we talked we we meant you mentioned you had been uh, reading novels
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, I, I think you mentioned one of the novels did that have a big part as far as inspiration to this or did you had already finished the book
1: I what which which book did I mention? Do you Their remember?
0: Eyes were watching God, ah, something like that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Classic. Man, that 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 book. There's a movie on that, right? Yes. I saw the Halle movie Berry. first with Halle Berry. Yeah, I saw, I saw the, the movie, movie first, yeah. probably like 2014 or something. This is Zora Neale Hurston's book, right? Yeah. Right. Mm. So I saw the movie and it's like you know Halle Berry and I'm watching it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful love story, very poetic, very southern, and my like, it's dope. Didn't realize it was a book. Then, like, um, what was that? Last December. Not this past one, but the year before. 2019. I'm up in Michigan. And um, a friend of mine, she was like, I think you should read this book. It was a bunch of writers, women writers. Yeah. Like, I'm like, which one should I read? Should I read this? She said, "Mm, I think you should read all of them. But I think you should go with The Eyes of Watching God. I think you'll really love that. I'm like, for sure. I get it. I start reading it. First page, I'm like, Whew. just the language. Yeah. It's like the first, I th- the first line of the book mm-hmm. just was like, there are dream men's dreams live on ships or something like that, she said. And I was just like, what? <laughs> it was like, it, it, I had to read that line like five yeah. times. Like, then she builds. And then from there it's like it's part dialogue and then the narration is so beautiful so poetic i'm like that type of stuff inspired me to just try to play with language you feel me then like
0: you are with the poems like this yeah yeah
1: and it's like i do want to write a novel but it's like i want to play more with my poetry so when i go in to tell real stories yeah i can talk about it in a way that it ain't just and he sat down and then he stood up i want to be <laughs> like um you feel me? The tree walked into the house and lost all of his leaves onto the carpet. Ooh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yes! So you do it. Like, oh, man, describing this big man is coming. He lost all of his leaves onto the carpet. I've seen, I've seen him wither mm. um, over the years. His branches don't stand as firm as they used to. Meaning, like, you know what I mean? Whatever it's I wanted a, to, you it's feel an me? Incredible yeah. metaphor. You feel me? I, I wanna. that's how i want to tell a story about my family or richmond or i want to talk about it in a way that make you see the ugly truth in such beautiful language Mm. that's like and that's always been what inspired me it's like how can you know us go through we went through so much ugliness but we have some beautiful thinkers and writers that's able to talk about it in such language that's like ah this is a love story and it was like really a tragedy yeah me? she was yeah. going through a lot she done lost all she was abused yeah. you know what I'm saying she was she done lost three lovers two three, what, what, what was that three, two three lovers, yeah, you know, three lovers yeah. or something like that yeah she was married to one didn't want to be with him he was kind of abusive 40 years older yeah. did it. then she went with yeah. another person Did it then she got with some man she went that was a yeah. tragedy but it was a beautiful story yeah,
0: It was and <laughs> a lot of that like you know for, for my example like comedy comes from tragedy you know like a lot of uh funny things that I can share with that I've turned into jokes come from from dark stuff and that's like uh that's like the best thing you can do with it's just like turning whatever life hands over to you into you know something beautiful mm-hmm. and it, it just kind of makes living fun like more fun you know like yeah. it you know or, or just you can especially when we were talking about this the other day when we when I met up with you uh, two days ago Um... Aside from what it is for us to, 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 to create, what it also is to people, you know,
2: mm-hmm. like
0: it, for some, this is what's keeping them from, you know, sometimes tuning, hearing your poetry. If you listen to the voice party for laughs, you know, like what it does to the people, like I think sometimes adds to me creating it. Like I'm thinking about this more because of I've heard this person, you know, re- it, it, it brightens their day.
1: Yeah. And
0: I'm sure you've heard a lot of stuff like that where you think about it afterwards, like, mm, man. You know, Mm. that that it makes it a little bit more uh, like the healing aspect of it for others. Mm. And and I think that's like something that I I didn't think I didn't care about that before because, you know, I was like, I'm just doing this. But I do I do appreciate that I can use this for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've had like similar experiences or I don't know if you have, you know, where you can talk about like that.
1: Oh yeah, you feel me? When you when you going through something and it's like oh, I'm just gonna write it because I gotta get this out. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I was like, wow, I'm actually feeling better because whatever was in my mind was yeah. just back there. Now that I wrote it, I didn't put it out, I done shared it. Now everybody know, and it's like, okay, I'm past it now. But then for somebody else, it's like now they having their breakthrough because of what you just did. Now it's like, wow, you touched on something that brought up something for me, and now I feel activated and want to participate in my healing process. Cause at first I was just thinking this was regular, but Mm -hmm. you just described it in words that's like, nah, this ain't regular we ain't supposed to be going through this and there's ways to get out of this. And you going through it, me watching your, now I'm, I'm activated and I want to, so it's like, wow. That's always encouraging to keep going through it. Cause sometimes like I'm tired of this. And then you you get a phone call email or a text like man, Doing what you doing. I know you don't know me, but I've been watching you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I've been watching. I've been I done got them the type of ones that, that get me, I don't care what I'm doing, I'm ready to get up and get going. I, I wanna do something now because I just somebody just notified me and said, This we watching. The encouragement. I'm man, I'm proud of you or yeah. keep going. You know what I'm saying? And they'd be like, uh all
0: right. Yeah. It really like um, I, I I this is from my opinion like when when it touches someone like there's like little voice in people when they're ready to give up that tells them keep going you know and the stuff you can do like like we shared we did this episode which after we did it I thought about telling Phil like hey man maybe we should edit something, because <laughs> when you put personal stuff out there you kind of like cringe about it. I don't, I, do you feel like that when you write something really personal about deep inside of your head? Like, I don't know, oh, I put that out there, like, oof. <laughs> Cause that's how I felt when I recorded that episode. I shared some stuff about my my issues with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like sometimes it hits me hard. Like right now I'm anxious, mm-hmm. like a lot. I'm super anxious right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to say anything. Like, I'm over here taking deep breaths. I don't know if you guys noticed,
1: but like- Yeah, I noticed.
0: Yeah. And, um, I thought it because, you, you know, you went for a run earlier. <laughs> but um, I, when I shared that and I thought about, like, ah, oh, man, I don't even want, I kind of don't want people to hear this, mm-hmm. you know, some of the stuff I said. And then I heard people reaching out, like, yeah, I go through this too. And, like, you know, it was, it was kind of great hearing that. And I had people reach out to me about it. And I thought, like, I feel like sometimes putting that stuff out there as scary as it is for you as a creator or the person that puts it out there, you are kind of speaking to those people's, like, you know, that thought that's like, <clears throat> keep going,
2: you know? Yeah. That's yeah.
1: right.
2: Mm. Absolutely right.
1: Yeah, I had I had a few of those creative moments of, is this too much? Should I say this? And yeah. what what people are going to think when I, I, I say this? And over the years, I've inched towards it a little bit more and more and I feel like the last two creations that I've done I I've, I've been more open. It's um it's a, a a program, not a program. It's a platform called uh, Gold Beams, and it's based in the Bay Area, yeah. Oakland, yeah. I saw that. yeah. Yeah, and that performance, yeah. I still haven't watched it. Really? Um, yeah, because oh, it was it was it personal. Yeah. It was like I wasn't going to even do it. It was a, you know, it's a performance. Was we, that rehearsed? uh Damn it was like 20 it was like 20 minutes it's like you got 15 to 20 minutes to do your thing so I, I picked three poems I mean I picked three songs that I wanted to do yeah. and it was just like you know tell us the process tell us the story of it so your audience could connect to it so I'm like alright for sure I picked those three songs and I was hecka nervous cause I'm like man I don't really I don't wanna rehearse a story but I know me if I don't Think about it. I'm whatever comes out is gonna be the truth, cause I, I it'd be hard for me to lie, bro. So it'd be like, yeah.
0: And if you rehearse it, you can hide stuff.
1: Yeah. And you know, so I was
0: I don't want to say this. Never mind.
1: And I just, I yeah. just, I said it. Yeah. And I still don't know what I said, but I just sent when they when they said it was live, I just start sending it to everybody. I didn't even watch it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. feel me? So when people are like, man, what you said or what you did, man, It's like I know what my songs are about. Yeah. But I don't know what I said in between, necessarily. So I'm like, man, I, I ain't watched it, you feel me? But I hope whatever it is that I said, you feel it me? hit people. <laughs> it, got, it
0: got shared a lot, and I saw that people were, were, were saying about it. Mm. And, um, and just, like, the feedback I got, like, everyone that gave me feedback, like, oh, that was heavy, but, you know, I kind of go through that, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> that's that's... It's it's kind of good. It's not good to know, but it, it helps you yeah. as a person that are that's saying it, you know. And uh, mm. I I had this uh one, this one one of my favorite musicians. He he um he had this thing where he would do live shows. He would kind of create a song on the fly as one of his last songs, mm. and um where he would kind of he did a lot of poetry also. But um he said after he came home after doing the concert, and then in, in one of those. Songs that he improvised, he would think, "Oh my God, I can't believe I shared that." Mm. <laughs> and I'm sure you have stuff like that. But like that's a perfect example. Of what you just said, like mm. you just, you know, and it is true. If if you start, if you start um, rehearsing it and 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 maybe you know write a like a script, prepare like prepare it like a script. You you definitely once you let it sit there, this is coming
1: out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is coming out. No, oh, man. You're going to yeah. abandon, you're going to board shit, yeah. board mission. Soon as soon as, boom, it's time to go, you're going to be like, oops, scratch that. Because yeah. cause now it's like you're focusing on trying to remember exactly what you said, how you said it, instead of, like, the thought of, like, or right, I'm going to share a story about my nephew, or I'm going to share a story about, you know what I mean, where did this song come from. Why, why do you feel so comfortable talking about this? Because I was once out there with them, or I once saw this, yeah. or – this is a time that this would inspire this song. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I can't lie and say what inspired this poem. If you read it and it's vivid and it's like, dang, what inspired that? Oh, I was just bored. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you was bored, so that's gonna take away from the audience trusting you as the artist that's taking them on a journey, thinking that, wow, this person know exactly how I feel. And then you give an explanation like, you know, I was bored. I'm just trying to write a poem. I just wanted to try something new. But it's like, nah, what what inspired that? Man, I was uh, actually in that situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is how I dealt with it. It's how I got through it. And I feel like when you share that, sometimes it is cringeworthy, but it's like, ah, for you. But it's freeing at the same time to just let it go and put Good it out time. there. And I feel like when you go back and watch it, you're only going to critique yourself. But when you put it out there and it's like, I went through it. I said it. It's done. Yeah. Someone else watched it. They appreciated it. I don't have to. It's you, out. It's. it's yeah. You
0: don't have. You don't have to look at it again. It's not mine right, no more. Not, exactly. It belongs, belongs to the public. The, the, the yeah. world. Yeah.
1: It's and, not mine. Yeah.
0: Would you be able to perform that again? The gold. The stuff you did on gold beams. Yeah. So you are still there? Like you say, you don't remember what you said, but like. You, it could still come out the same way It, it is that's, still. that's crazy to me <laughs>
1: Like it'd probably be something even more like now that cause I was nervous cause it was like you know what I mean yeah. just do it so I was like getting warmed up mm. so now that I'm the but after doing that I feel even more confident and more comfortable in my own skin and right. being on camera and doing this type of setup to where it's like the songs still have the same truth in it Hmm. so if someone was to ask like man what inspired you to write that song about that and it's like i'm high sitting uh, outside of richmond chilling and it's like oh man what inspired that man you feel me i was boom i'm there you feel me i'm back there emotionally the 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 image is played in my mind to where it's like i can tell you what i see and what emotions brought up so i definitely feel like i could tap back into that
0: that's yeah that when you're being when you're keeping it honest it's easy to remember like where that came from you know Mm -hmm. like i can think back to some some stuff like i sometimes would try to force a joke and let me write a joke about this Mm -hmm. and um i couldn't remember the joke when i'm gonna do it live Mm. because it's not something that i'm pulling out of somewhere on like it's not an honest thing like it's not whether it's an experience or you know and when it's not like an honest thing um you know like you like it's, it's it's people who are liars can't remember the lie right <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I feel with like I, I don't believe in this I'm saying this because I think they'll like it right and that's not that's never the way you want to go I think this is funny I'm gonna say it but when I think they're gonna like it I'm gonna I fall apart on stage hmm. and I think that's kind of where you know you you drawing for somewhere real it'll last longer for them like you know it's it's theirs now and it's it's more, um, yeah. That's how I feel about your book, man. Did it did it take as long to write this one as it did to write No Freedom?
1: Mm. It took the same amount of time.
0: Really? <clears throat> yeah. Because I know the, No Freedom was a collection of poems when you were younger, right?
1: It was it was like it was poems that I've written. The first poem in the book of No Freedom um, is a poem that I wrote when I was 17 years old in summer school. Uh, So I was like, I'm putting that up in there because that's like the beginning and throughout our poems that I may have written throughout the years and some I've just written just to put in the collection. So that way it feels fresh to me. Yeah. Mm. So it was like, but it was still a story from, all right, boom, this is my second or first poem I ever written up until now. And through each poem, it builds upon a story. Yeah. In um, this second book, Closed Caskets, this was, I, st- I wrote my first poem in July, this past summer, in July. And then I wrote my last poem in, like, December 19th or 23rd. It was between that period because I was, like, the deadline of, like, All right, you got to get this in so it can be edited. And then hopefully you can have it out by February 21st. Yeah. So I wrote my first poem in July. And every poem up in there is new, except for the B poem because I've added on to it since I put it in the first book. Yeah. And then I just put that in there uh, for another marker of if you read my first book, No Freedom. Yeah. You may remember this B poem, but if not, and you're picking up this book for the first time, then this is the starting point that you see this. So, so it's like that progression.
0: So essentially, you, for the listeners, I, I highly recommend you read No Freedom. Oh, yeah. Before you get to this one, just so you can see the, the, the like, it, it leads to the other
1: one. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like, no freedom, you know what I mean, for those who don't know or haven't read, no freedom, um, spell K-N-O-W, freedom, one word, no freedom. And it's pretty much just talking about, y- you can't get to a place of peace until you deal with the scars and the wounds that you have accumulated over your lifetime. Yeah. Right? Um, and in order to do that, in my second books, I'm like, you gotta close caskets. Ooh. So, so my second book is called Close Caskets. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like the first book is like, I'm trying to know freedom. I'm trying to get to this place of peace, of yeah. harmony, of mm-hmm. like, just being oneness with the high, Most High and everything around me. But it's hard when you're dealing with these skeletons. So you gotta close caskets, oh, bro, in order that. to to get back to this Damn. place. And so it's like, no freedom is like general. This is what I see around me, some personal but mostly general. Yeah. Close caskets is like some general, very specific to To you, to me. And I feel like on paper, this is the first time that I've put my personal, like, childhood, uh, my parents or uh, my siblings or my grandfather, like me sitting with my grandfather in a convalescent home the last days of his life, and watching him be kinda like this, to being a little slow, to being sluggish, to his eyes is barely open, and when he speak, it's a it's a faint whisper. Mm. And then the next couple of days, like I gotta go see my papa, and then get the call that he, he's no longer here. You feel me? But it's like to know I, I've spent some of the last days of his consciousness, you feel me, I watched him, so writing that story of sitting in a convalescent home and watching this person, you know, just pass away as people walk in the hallways and they're dealing with what they're dealing with. Yeah. And then you start reminiscing like, dang, I remember when we was younger, I remember this, I wish I would have been a better grandson. I wish, you know what I mean? So it's more personal instead of just like, you know. Um,
0: it, it, it's like the Godfather 1, you see the 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 upbringing of the man and then oh. Godfather 2, you see his history yeah 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 that's, no, that's definitely yeah no um I remember you mentioned that when we met up this is more you know because a lot of your the things that you've you've had like the documentary and and um they touch on Richmond and you
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then you like you said, this is more of just what's inside your head and your history, yeah, and I think that's like you dissect yourself
1: you know to show what's. I, I see, that's a perfect, that's exactly what my approach was,
0: Yeah,
1: is yeah. to how can you know freedom unless you confront certain times in your life and allow to really understand it, like what happened, um, what did or didn't happen, what do you, what do you perceive happened, yeah. hmm. um, what are some thoughts and questions that you just haven't kind of like got over okay address that put it out there and then move forward and it was just kind of like showing people that process of this is how introspection go back to them times when you said these things when you was a kid to your sibling and you thought it was jokes but then you get older and you now that you're more aware yeah now that everybody is you know uh politically correct and then think back on if this is not okay now but we've been doing it for 20 years and 15 and just to think about the long time effects that... Them little, them little black jokes that we was... Ah, oh, you acting black. Ah, oh, you booty scratching and all of that. And yeah. we laughing. But now I've come to the point where it's like... It was a point... I was going to write a poem about the time that this girl, who I thought was very very attractive, called me black. But the way she said it had that poison in it. Negative connotation to it. I wanted to hurt her. like I wanted to hurt her. I was 15 at Richmond High, and it made me so angry. What ethnicity was she? She was black. She's also black. But you just felt that energy. You, but you but the she way was she said it, was like your black ass. Oh yeah. It yeah. was like, oh no. Yeah, that's. That stung. Yeah. That stung. And then I asked myself, like, it, why did that sting so bad? Yeah. Why so, did that hurt yeah, you so true. bad? It's it's it's
2: a shame when that something that should be looked at as. You know, um, as as a uh, uh, noble as as a uh, standing ebony tree trunk and sturdy gets brought down to mud mm. just by tone and, and added words. You
1: know, that stump.
0: That, that man, uh, I listened to this comedian. He's Nigerian American, uh, Godfrey. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, with Godfrey, yeah, yeah. He talked about that where uh, it used to bother him that women would tell him, "You're you're cute for a black like black black guy." Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you're African. You're, you I didn't know because you're so cute. And they're like, what?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: what? What the hell does that mean? You know, like, and yeah. I, I mean, just like we talked about with Gabe earlier about mm-hmm. that, the, the, the the Mexican girl called him a paisa Oh yeah. Of, you know, it's like she was
2: like super why drunk. Does, and... Why does that
0: hurt? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Wh- I mean, we you if you if you start to think about why that hurts and why she used that as a, something to offend. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And how did I know that that hurt it? Yeah. Just think about, like, I yeah. start thinking about the generations. Uh, my auntie told me this story when I be talking to my aunties or uncles, whoever. Hmm. It was like, back in the day, my dad, his name is Donald. Mm-hmm. In the streets, they call him Spunk. Some people call him Cool Daddy, which is another character that I wrote about in the yeah. book. Yeah. Um, they said, if you used to call my dad black, that will get him mad, and he would beat you up. He'd beat you up. So this was back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. He got a son that looked just like him, which is my older brother. They used to call him black. He'd get mad and beat you up. Boy, girl, didn't matter. You call him black, he was getting you. Yeah. Hmm. He was born in the 80s. I was born in the 90s, and this is 2015, and the girl called me black, and I'm ready to beat her up. I've never heard these other two stories. Oh. Where did I learn that, that was supposed to be an insult. That was I felt like you calling me the B word, but worse. That's that was just like what? You, what? And I start asking myself like, man, why why why, why are you ashamed of that? That's that's who you is, right? Why are you ashamed of that? Embrace that. And that's I feel like one of them. That's when the seed. Boop! I'm gonna embrace that. Matter of fact, my name is Don Black. You oh, feel me? There you go. You.
0: That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah.
1: I embraced it. Man, I name Don Black. You feel me? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I started embracing everything about it. And then my self-esteem started to boost once I start getting in the history of this is what they called y'all. This is how y'all was treated. But this is what your four mothers and forefathers did to overcome that. And this is the culture. And this is the beauty. This is the power. I embraced it. So what, what first was poison still got that it's still contaminated because you know my eff- well who we are truly is not black you feel me we don't know who we are yeah but we embrace yeah right. the experience yeah and we just call that black so you feel me so I've I've also been on that journey too to discover man who 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 am I who, I, who do I belong to what's my name you feel me
2: it kind of reminds me of um a scene from from Game of Thrones like season one And also seen in the book too in the first book um there's a a character who's like a dwarf right from a noble house but he's despised and looked down upon both figuratively and literally because he's he's got dwarfism and he's kind of the embarrassment of the family and he's talking to another member of a noble house who's like the illegitimate son of of a you know of a noble he's like the bastard son of ned stark and he says you know, um, to paraphrase, because I don't remember how the quote went, he was like um, spe- you know speaking from the perspective of a dwarf like, don't ever forget that you're a bastard because the world won't, but wear it like armor, and that mm. way no one could ever hurt you with that mm. so basically he like, be proud of it and, and it, someone calling you a bastard, be like, alright, whatever, that's what I am but mm. I love myself, you know that was the mm. point of that line, mm. and I, I, I'm a big believer in like you know, no matter how, how you're, what you're born into or who you who you are, you gotta you gotta love you. Mm. You know, like yeah, 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 I'm black. I love being black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not a it's not a curse or a deficit. It's just it's who I am. Mm.
0: That's what Dick Gregory, uh, you are familiar with Dick Gregory, the comedian? Um, he had this uh, thing he said where um, once you understand who you are, it doesn't matter what the fuck they say about you. Yeah, and and you know, be, like kind of like what you did with this book you're dissecting who you are to every every level as you know even like what people in the past said about you and how you felt about it that's like that's a deep level of of self-awareness that some people won't ever even think about Hmm. in their lifetime and yeah that's that's uh you essentially like are evolving the way you think about yourself and your history with all these things you're doing. And um, it, it's an honor to hear it because it's stuff that people in their whole lifetimes won't ever, like, you know, try to understand. Mm. The, a lot of people go their whole life without trying to understand themselves.
1: Mm. They're just going.
0: They're just going. Yeah. I, man, I don't want to keep you up too, too late. Sorry. I've been good. going over an hour. For real what yeah. huh? it's
1: yeah <laughs> and uh we ain't get started. <laughs> man, Ask me some juicy questions so we can you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. dang All right. Man, All come right. on, man. Has it really been a oh, We ain't even getting nothing that. out there, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm it, with you. It, no, yeah. It I, doesn't I just feel like an I didn't feel like pass. an hour. I I I just I thought we were like 15 minutes in. I'm like, "Man, <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah." Okay. And, and, but um
0: I, I like, man.
1: <laughs> ask me anything, man. For real.
0: Oh.
2: oh. oh. Ooh. All right. Ooh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I go with this? Okay. Yeah, so, go. all right, I'm, I'm going to ask you the basic news journalist default question. What are you working on now?
1: What am I working on now? Uh, right now, I'm just really promoting this book. You feel me? Closed caskets. Um, it's not available on Amazon just yet. It's gonna be soon. You can get it from you directly. Yeah, but you can get it from me directly and you can go to forty one thirteen McDonald Avenue, Richmond, California at Naturally Urge. I dropped off some books there, but oh, right yeah. now I'm just doing the the hand by hand. You know, donating um, you know, getting it out there to the people and uh just trying to see how far I can push that just independently. You feel me? Just like dang, okay. Uh, I wrote it, um, put it out there. Okay, the copies is moving. I want to create some visuals for it. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to uh, create a, a show for it. You know what I mean? Um, just a performance. I want to create like an a album for it. I want to create. You know what i mean um yeah. just some visuals and some 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 further content i don't want to give too much out because i don't want to oh. you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. i got i just put it like this it's some stories that did not make the book yeah. because i was just trying to test it out first so like all right this is the first time you, you speaking on stuff like this let's put this one out first and see how this goes and then the next one is going to be like the follow-up is going to be man I'm coming out swinging it's like I'm not holding I'm not you know what I mean it's just like so I just just wanna juicy stuff yeah it's like we gonna get to it I feel like you know what I mean it's time to do that so yeah Uh, so what I'm working on right now is just trying to see how I can expand this book and the content in this book and how I can be challenged in that process and then what comes from that man but I do have some plays in mind that I wanna write too um I got a couple of short plays um, that I want to write, and it's, yeah, that's man, I, it's going to be fun. I, I gotta, are, we, are we talking I, three acts or less than three acts? We're talking about three acts. Okay. Uh, I, I only ask is
2: you're like, they're short. And I'm like, how oh, short?
0: I, I got something that I've been curious about. We touched on it a little bit last time. I was kind of holding back on on asking about it, but since the documentary came out and you've been very active in the community, uh, you talk you touch on the rivalry between the two parts of Richmond
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know um, Have you seen kind of a, because of maybe because of what you did there, kind of like a ceasefire between the two sides?
1: I like to say yes and no. Because okay. um, I feel like... I don't I,
0: know if I wanted to ask that. Nah,
1: <laughs> nah, for sure. That's that's one of the questions that people always ask yeah. after that film when they talk to me. Have you noticed a change in Richmond because of the film?
0: And specifically in that in that, you know...
1: I say yes and no. Mm. I say the awareness of just like, dang, dang, somebody from our city, from our neighborhood, from our family, from our tribe documented our experience to the level where it's like it was real, but it was... It was digestible enough for the outside to watch, yeah. understand it, and then see the beauty of what we can do to come out of it. I feel like just that gave people, like, a standard or a hope of, like, dang, look, I don't have to just rap or I don't have to just hustle. I don't have to just do this. This brother just wrote a, a play about poetry and made a film at the same time. Mm-hmm. He wrote you know what i mean and then put it up on netflix for the world to watch it about our little city about our little city about the little things that we out here really i was finna go slide right now until i was watching this film yeah just think about what a person could be doing in the hood and they're watching this documentary at this moment ain't no telling what impact that could have had on somebody's life at least for that moment that night you feel me to watch that film and be like and to just talk about it amongst themselves like man how y'all feel about this shit? man what you think? What they talking about it? So I I will. that's why I say yes and no cuz it's still, you know, some people's like if I see a person right now, I'm not thinking about Romeo is bleeding. Somebody finna be bleeding for real though. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be You feel me?
2: Where are you from? Central or North?
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's been a lot of people in the penitentiary, high schools, and just on the street, that's been like, we watched that and that was dope. That was big. You feel me? That had me thinking different. And it's probably a bunch of people who I've never met, probably will never meet, watch that film and change their trajectory. And is now doing more for the community to pull other people into a particular position. You feel me? So I was
0: inspired by that, man, because I saw that before I even started doing the comedy shows in Richmond. Mm. It was like, there's a lot going on that we could talk about other than you know and and add to what you are adding to you know the, the beautiful part of it and there's a lot there's a lot man you are part of that
1: and, and, and boom the voice party you, <laughs> you feel <laughs> me you inspire Thank this you in a way dude <laughs> no, and, it's, it's a, and it's a bunch of other people who are inspired off of, you see what I'm saying yeah. that opportunity somebody else probably man i want to go do this and you would you would never know you just never know so that's why i say like i would want to say like i ain't put in all of that work and sacrifice in 2012 to 13 for the film to come out 2015 to 2017 up until 2021 to just say like nah or yes but i know it's both i know it's almost 10 years you can't tell me that no. What's been happening in my life and the contribution ain't you feel me? Change a few things around at least with one person. If you can stop one person from being active shooter, you don't you don't know how you saved one life just no. by that. Even and if they, that's enough. <laughs> them, them to yeah. say you know what? I'm not finna do this no more. Mm. You feel me? Instead of going out, I'm finna watch this movie. I'm finna get some history. I'm finna get some knowledge itself. I'm finna I'm finna exercise and eat different. I'm yeah. finna whatever it is, you feel me? Like I'm finna write me a book. I'm finna I'm finna you know what I mean, I'm finna start a podcast yeah. or whatever. And it's like all of this feed each other, you feel me? And seeing y'all do this inspired me to be like, ah man, that's dope. Look at them grow. Damn, what can I do to contribute to the growth in the the you feel me the economy of artists in our in our in our small but mighty community you feel me
0: and we appreciate it man no we really do <laughs> cuz like i said man seeing someone i sat next to 6th grade for a whole year mr monie's class
1: man it was funky uh, in it there. Was, <laughs> yeah
0: and, and i remember hearing you rap and like oh he's good you know and and then seeing you what you were doing it just, it's, it's something, you know, of course, I have my favorite, like, musicians, uh, comedians, and seeing them on TV, it's, it's great, but there's something about seeing your peer do it. It's similar, the feeling I had, but in the total opposite way, as it was when I saw my peers in caskets. Hmm. They're like, that could be me, hey, but this could be me too. And that's what I think you do for us, because we think, we see more of the, I could, that could be me, casket drop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and I, that could be me we were in the same class 6th grade you know and and I'm I'm also you know like we just mentioned man you touched on stuff in yourself and your history that like people will never live through experience you know mm. so uh, from, from the voice party and myself especially I, I gotta say thank you for the inspiration that's like one of the biggest things I wanted to do with having you on mm. <laughs> thank you for the inspiration
2: cause that shit that's some good shit, man. <laughs> man yes, thank you for, like, you know, being one of the, for me personally, being one of the many inspirations that uh, that, that keep me going, sir. Like, knowing that somebody like you exists. Um, I've always been a creative person. I've always, you know, had, had, like, my own path. But I think that even people who are already on a track to work in the community or or to better themselves still need like little reminders from different sources that hey keep going you know what I mean this mm-hmm. is possible keep going look look at what other person keep going you mm-hmm. know so um you're not just to lighten the tunnel for people who didn't realize there was light you're also a light in the tunnel that could inspire somebody who was already heading in that direction to just keep on going, in man, that direction. Keep going. that's what it's about man
0: yeah man uh there there's there's like so much I could get into detail <laughs> about this because like I'm glad you you know you 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 touched on some of this other stuff and like um, w- we had talked about this last time. What's the future of Romeo's Bleeding looking like now? We talked about last time that you wanted to do a feature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there any possibility of that? You can't you can't share. It's cool. It's cool.
1: As far as the documentary, I'm gonna just say this. I wanna do exclusive no, i wanna <laughs> i wanna do uh, a deeper okay I feel like Romeo captured this is what's going on in the city if you have never heard of richmond this is this is Richmond these are the sides mm-hmm. this is what's going on. this is the person that's in the middle of this this is what he's trying to do with this collective of people to change that yeah, and they're using a the classic tale. let's yeah. see how it ends that's what that was I feel like the film that I would want to do Hmm. is to talk about the grieving process Hmm. of when you are in this environment, what is the process to get to that place where you know freedom. And I feel like that film don't really touch on that. It's like, boom, this person was here, now he's gone. This person was here, now he's gone, now he's gone, now he's gone. Here's this climax to the play. Boom, the play. It was beautiful, sold out. (sighs) And then it's you left with that now people have questions like huh, what what hmm. hold on what well, how is richmond what is-? and i feel like what i would want to do is go in and that's what close caskets kind of is it's like take you to some of these people who i knew personally hmm. who i talked to oh. last moments that i had with them what inspired me it wouldn't have been no romeo is bleeding if it wasn't for little earth yeah if it wasn't for my cousin Lil' Irv talking to me and talking to him, and it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been no. It wouldn't have been that. Hmm. Feel me? If it wasn't for JJ standing on the corner, he's in the book. You Feel me? An OG from the neighborhood. If it wasn't for him seeing me and being like, "Man, you got what it take to possibly save some lies, little homie." Man, keep doing what you' doing, bro. We didn't did everything it is to do in these streets. You might as well go do something different. Mm-hmm. Do something else. I was 17 going on 18 finna graduate high school, planning to go to the streets and get it and crank it up. Yeah. It was him. So when people be like, man, see what I am now. I'll be like, man, look at them people on the street. Cause them, the ones you walk past is the ones that inspire me to, to do this. You feel me? It's them last conversations that I remember these people for that I put in close caskets and I feel like if I was to do a film of a follow-up to Romeo, it'd be kinda like going deeper into the community and the people and like, what is the grieving process? How do you cope with that? You feel me? We, we everybody knows somebody that got shot or somebody that's shooting, but do we talk about the long lasting effects of when you kill somebody? The
0: aftermath.
1: Mm, yeah, what I'm does not- that do to the person that just killed somebody? Yeah. What type of dreams do they have? Feel me? How do they move different? How do they? How do they value time? The person that got shot. What is the healing process? Because my partner got shot. I was with him.
0: You get me? Anxiety, man. The anxiety that you don't hear about when you survive shit. I'm, I'm, you you
2: see. I'm trying to show mm -hmm. you. Like, yeah, I see you. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. We had a, a another guest on here like a while ago, and we were talking about someone they knew who had gotten killed in like a crossfire situation there was like a I guess the shooter was aiming for somebody and then they decided to kill a couple of other people because they were witnesses or something and I was very much like yeah that person is a, a scumbag and and then they even said that they were there was some parties were thinking about coming after this guy for killing these innocent high school kids crossfire or not witnesses or not but then a year later or something like that the dude popped up and he was like a schizophrenic after that like the dude the killer went crazy just walking around talking to himself so it's something that you don't really think about um, guilt man is is sometimes the shooter uh, ends up being a victim of his own actions in a way you know you know what I mean like this idea that this person could have nightmares and this person could actually be driven insane from the terrible thing that he did you know, so many people are like, "Yo, we want blood," but, you know, yeah, yeah. what what are the effects? It's you
1: know? a it's a line or a scripture in the Bible, probably a proverb too. But it's like, the worker is the first partaker of their fruit. Hmm. Yeah. It's like whatever it is that you do or say, you've done it to your. It has to come from your body first. So, you, when you do something, it's like you are affected by that. Hmm. period you are affected how you deal with that then leads to either you digging yourself in a deeper hole or you come out of that quick like ah oh, snap i did that i never want to go to that again because i didn't whoo that ain't and some people it's like boom you get you get caught up in the rush or you get caught up in the 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 you get paranoid now you need substance abuse. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's, it's turned into so many different things and it's like that's the type of stuff that I I would wanna if I was to do a follow up to Romeo, it'd be like, I wanna go into the, the to the healing process. Like what what cause we need to heal, you feel mm-hmm. me? It's it's things that now think about what we going through as youngsters. You feel me? Like my brother, anxiety. It's our parents, they wasn't writing poetry. They wasn't. They didn't have podcasts to go to to the yeah. media and stuff and talk about these types of things. They had to deal with it.
2: Yeah, ain't nobody. Ain't, ain't nobody I to talk can to afford me. a therapist yeah. if you're a working class. You know what I mean? Like, and, and let's be real in the black community. Even if you could afford it, there's a stigma there. You know what I mean? But you gonna go talk to somebody? What you go talk to somebody, folk?
1: You know? I mean, they just dealt with it. So yeah. another reason why it's like I do this for the elders. It's like man. Y'all had to go through so much. And then y'all, some of y'all passed some of that on to us.
0: And they didn't know what they were, they didn't understand it.
1: And it, it was, some of that, some of that is y'all fault. And some of that wasn't y'all fault, yeah. you feel me? But at the same time, it's like me realizing like, you gotta heal too. Yep. And I am I be doing that just to show my pops or my moms, or, or my, my relatives, like, hey man, you could just tell your story. Yeah, you could rap, rapping is cool. But just imagine your book can go anywhere as well in mm. places that just rap sometimes limit you mm. in a sense of like the stigma of you are a rapper. It comes with, you don't hear about authors just getting shot at. That's true. At That's true. readings.
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's what, what poetry true.
1: event you know just got <laughs> shot up and people was fighting and set tripping. That's why I, I, think I, I, I th- gravitated towards poetry when I was 18, 19, like, If I try to go to a club and rap, it's like 30 rappers in the audience, and then it's 10 on the stage all talking about the same thing, and it's going to get shot up before. Mm -hmm. But if I go to a poetry event... You could open up. You could open up. It's friendly. It's kind. People want to donate it. Oh, wait, wait, you got a book? Poets are not trying to
2: shoot you because out of jealousy or some weird hate. You feel me? You know, I mean, the only... The only thing I could think of when it comes to writing and violence was like, um, oh, what's the name of that famous writer who lived in Cuba for a minute? Um, uh, Hemingway? Hemingway, right? Hemingway was an adventurous... He, he came off like a dude that a fist fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But he's probably like the only one I could think of. You know what I mean? There's that, a lot of them that yeah. are like that. They're that like that, yeah? Yeah. I can't think of the names right now, but yeah. But yeah, they're out yeah. there. But he's the first one that comes to mind. But yeah, no, but... In the modern day and age, it's very rare. Like, you don't think about Stephen King going off to go yeah. busting caps on somebody.
1: Dark you. as he is in his writings, you know what I mean? Like, or the environment that come to see you. Right. And mm. that's why I just be trying to encourage, you know what I mean, my loved ones. is like, like, yeah, man, you could rap. That's cool, rap. You feel me? But have something, say something. Yeah. That give us the healing process, give us the effects, then turn that into a book. If you could write a rap, right? you could write a
0: book because there's a lot of media that doesn't allow you to heal. That's true. you know a lot of entertainment Yeah. it doesn't heal you yeah. know. and you know why contribute
2: to that? I mean, I, I would say you know? I, yeah. I, I would say as an MC that does lean more toward uh, the the sociopolitical side and my my um my leanings, my favorites, like I look to like most deaf and common. Talib Kweli, Lupe Fiasco, those are guys that definitely embrace the, like if they weren't rapping they would be doing, you know in my opinion, they would would be doing slam poetry, they just so happened to fall into rap, you know what I mean it's just what they were doing, but you know, even there, like, who knows what kind of... Like, a friend and I were talking, and it was like, yeah, Common goes up there with the sweater vests and, like, the the newsboy caps, and he has everything to say about peace and love, but that dude probably has, like, an army of people to keep him safe, you know, especially yeah. when he was yeah. first coming yeah, up in the slapped 90s. Yeah, probably
1: the taste out your mouth, too, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you feel me, yeah. but
2: it's one of those, like... You know, and I'm not digging at, at Common and Common solve. I'm just saying, like, for yeah. a guy to get up there and talk about actual love and healing the way he does. He yeah. to be to be a rap artist, you probably also have to when he's off stage, yeah, like you said, defend
1: you know. yourself. Cause yeah. people you you out there, people think you a certain type of way. And it's like, nah, it's not that. Yeah. Just cause I got love for my people don't mean that you finna just come and push up yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I still grew up in Chicago. Or I still grew <laughs> up. Twisted, you dude. feel yeah. me? I still New before York. I was yeah. conscious about yeah. who I am and the creator and all of that. I it was playing bad. at the yeah. park with with, with the rest of the boys. It yeah. is natural to defend yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. So, you yeah. feel me? I feel like, and that's another thing that I that I really loved about poetry, is just seeing, yeah. like, you hear about poetry, like, that's soft. You feel me? We rap. We. Then it's like, nah, it's some men who was like, I done been to the pen. I done killed 17 people. You feel me? And I found poetry. Seeing documentaries, and it's like, dang, bro, it's hardened criminals up in there writing poetry. Yep. You feel me? They they making dove dove birds out of soap, and it's like on a block. If you was trying to do make doves, birds and cats and little on a block, people will will laugh that. at you. Really, you really go really to the under. pen and you you looking at twenty five with an elbow. Now all of a sudden you a artist. You yep. painting and stuff. you Yeah, you know time what I'm saying? to work
2: on your kung fu.
1: Yeah, you you taking toothpicks and making people out of them. Yep. Now you creative. You feel me? And it's like what if you would have tapped into that before you got involved into the dumpster Mm. and that'd be what inspired me is like how can i learn from y'all mistakes i don't want to go to prison and be you know best-selling author i'm trying to do that on the street why wait until i go to prison and then be like you know what i'll write poetry it's too late now i'm I'm facing an attempted you feel me it's too late
0: Hmm. and that's i like i said man i'm glad you're doing it now Cause we need it more than ever. Yeah, <laughs> we really do. Dante, man, I want to thank you for coming by, bro. Um, where can uh, where can like our listeners find your 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 um well your Instagram and where can they buy your book? Like you said. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, my Instagram is Don Black. Don D O N B L A K. Don Black. You can hit me on Instagram.
0: I'm glad you explained that now. The Don Black. You're embracing it. That's yeah. beautiful, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you can hit me on Instagram. DM for the book. Um, the book is twenty dollars. You can go to 41st and McDonald, Richmond, California. That's four one one three McDonald Avenue, Richmond, California. I naturally urge You can pick up a book there. It should be available on Amazon uh, within a couple of days. Go on Amazon. uh, no freedoms available on Amazon no freedom is available on Amazon and you can you know type me up in a YouTube whether Dante Clark um Don Black uh and and I'll pop up and if you see me in the street holler and if not I still got love for you Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, man man. (laughs) like
0: I, I said man I appreciate you being uh available to to us still for sure. You know, I mean, I know that that may sound crazy, but I, I didn't think it would be
2: possible. Like, oh, man, when I did the interview last time. Oh, yeah, when you were talking about the show and Rosario Dawson producing it and everything. We're, yeah, we were like... They, we're, we're never going <laughs> to get back on the show again. And I hate thinking <laughs> that
0: <laughs> way, but, you know, it's coming from, like, I just see you doing big things and, like, he's probably going to never see him again. He's going to be living in this Hollywood mansion eventually. And, you know,
1: I'm, but... I, I'm going to tell you like this. The way my heart is set up, even if I was... Hanging with Denzel the next day, if I had the opportunity to be here, I'd do it and be like, boom, I'm finna fly out. Me and Denzel finna have a meeting. We got this movie going on. I'm writing a movie for him and he's gonna direct it. You know what I mean? I still, boom, you hit me. I was good. If I can physically be there, I'm gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? And
0: when we're on TV, we wanna have you on. When oh, yeah, on, for uh, sure On yeah. National Radio, we wanna have you on. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. 100. 100. And, for show. Sure. Uh, yeah i i just man i hope you keep doing what you're doing which obviously i know that's not gonna stop anytime soon mm-hmm. and uh would like to have you back
1: Oh, you know? for sure anytime <laughs> man for sure man all praise in the most high man yeah you know what man. i mean it's all good I, you said a lot of
0: stuff today that has got me thinking about things in my life and obviously i'm kind of glad it happened i'm getting a, like a slight anxiety attack i've been kind of keeping it mm. together and uh it's got me thinking, why do I feel this way? Which, you know, I got to analyze that about myself because I've been dealing with this my whole life. And I know certain mm. things that have brought it up. Some of it's my parents. Some of this, you know, seeing people die in front of me. Some of it's, you know, getting shot at. Mm-hmm. You know, being in situations where I saw stuff that I wish I never saw. And, like, uh, you got me thinking a lot about stuff, man. So I, it, this has been a gift. Mm. Yeah. Man, bro. I kind of uh, I'm gonna tear up. <laughs> yeah, um, I I I wish you like the, the I used to wish people success. I just wish you peace. Man, and, you know same same for these guys. So, you know, but uh, thanks Shalom, again for for coming man. by, man. I wish you peace as well and success and success. That's <laughs> been the voice party, man. We're out.